What it is, what is up, what is good gamers? This is Kevin, a.k.a. Shonuff71, and your auditory canals are tuned into Season 6, Episode 8 of the Gaming Vessels Podcast. As usual, I am not in the digital studio alone. Uh, along with me, I've got my partners in crime. We got Des the Bay Area Terror. What's going on, brother? Not much. Just here, you know, getting ready to talk about, you know, these these video games because we love them so much. We really Absolutely. Do. Absolutely. And, of course, our show is a no-go without Trader Joe, a.k.a. the Food Max of Gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. What's going on, brother? Man, just hunker down. Hunker down with my games and my toilet paper and my beer. I'm good to go. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, I tried to just do some, uh, get some of that, uh, some paper towels just to do some house cleaning. And uh, the shelves were bare. Um, yeah, I vented a little bit before the show, but humanity is stupid. Y'all some dumb mother effers. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> dumb. Absolutely dumb, mm. you know, and I, I, I will I will include myself in that, too, because I've done some stupid stuff in my lifetime. But seriously, y'all get it to get it together, Manny, get it together. God gave you a brain for a reason. Start using the. All right, I'll stop. I'll stop. OK, <laughs> don't have a palpitation before, before my before, before my blood pressure goes up any more points than it already has. We're going to hit that first talking on the docket, which is our playlist. So, Joe, why don't you kick things off? Why don't you tell folks what you've been playing this past week? Doing a lot of math, dividing in the division two is what i've been up to man so i'm up to level 20 it's been kind of an obsession i have not played anything else besides division two um it just seems like it's a go-to go-to on it i know it's probably like the antithesis of your impressions of the game kev but you know that shows that everything has its audience and uh, everything has its intended uh you know people that like certain things hey, I'm not hating so. your, your enjoyment of the game it's just oh, no, not for I know me not, I know that's what I'm saying but different strokes with different folks and all that mm. so it's like you know enjoy it I know I am I am but uh, yeah I've been uh, really sinking my teeth into there's a lot of uh, you know of that DNA of gather and you know get random stuff and you know we talked about my OCD in previous episodes of the show about getting loot which desmond loves to make fun of <laughs> i do not make fun of you for well not really? not not as much as i used to yes of course so because you're right there with me gathering all those items so <laughs> i just don't go out of my way sometimes you know if it's, if it's there on my trajectory of where we're going to the mission then i'll grab it you know yeah but, sometimes but i'm sometimes like we'll... but i'm like but i'm like in front of the place to go for the mission I'm like where's joe oh joe's off you know in the park chasing, you know, a random backpack. <laughs> or I'll see some uh, random, uh, what I call perps, <laughs> which everyone loves to make fun of me. It's like, oh, there's eight perps of Off- a hood. Officer Joe on the comms. <laughs> <laughs> I've he's been trying like, to curtail like my, bad my boys, use bad of boys. word perps. So. <laughs> 
but straight yeah. perpetrating. Yeah, don't want officer don't, don't want officer Joe to roll up on the scene. <laughs> I'll be ready to crack some skulls and regulate. No, I said I said I said you're here to you're here to bust perps and eat and eat donuts and you're all out of donuts. <laughs> I want to get some action, you know, all that that Rico act, you know, it's like I'll go up there and, I'll, you know, you're a gangster, guess what? I'm taking all your loots. <laughs> it's my eminent domain from the uh, New York or Washington, D.C. Division Police Department. So, mm-hmm. but... <laughs> Are you going to stop and frisk? No, no. He no, stops no. and shoots. Shoot, <laughs> shoot, shoot first, ask questions later. No, so. no, it's shoot first, loot later. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Now, but I'm enjoying it so far. We, we kind of made comments. I've been playing a lot of multiplayer with Dez, of course, and with our listener, um, Gerald O'Conn, as well. And we've been playing quite a bit. And so, enjoying my, my time. I'm getting my quote-unquote money's worth, even though this game was only two ninety nine <laughs> retail outlets a while ago. I did pay seventy nine ninety nine or 80 Like, I, I forgot what I paid for. I bought the gold edition. I think I might have paid a... I think with Gamers Club Unlocked, I paid like 80 bucks plus tax for this thing. So I'm trying to extract all the value I could get out of it. So so um, I comment some of the graphical effects and the sound design is just like off the chart in my opinion. So like I have an HDR television and um, sometimes, especially with the rain, thunder, and uh, you know, sometimes with you know, going out and the difference between going out in light middle of the day and seeing all the you know like sun you know seeing the difference on there the hdr really pops up this game so probably most of any game i've played on there and i just kind of grow to appreciate that aspect as well on there so but uh up to level 20 um once i get to, i think the level's caps at 30 i believe on there we'll see if it gets too grindy i just want to get through the at least the uh content from the original division and its expansions if need be i know des you were kind of disappointed because some of the um gear one content was kind of locked down and i wasn't aware of that fact so yeah i was i know it's supposed to be easy to get or you're able to get it or it's free but i'm not sure if that was a limited time or how you're able to access it because we know we tried to do something and and it was locked down you could do it but i couldn't so i was just like yeah I think it was a like a season pass exclusive for Division Two, mm. as far as uh, these little diversions. I forgot what they call it, like investigations maybe, on there. But there, those are few and far between. So I mean, and this game, I don't, for whatever reason, produces a quantum like, you know, big mountain pile of loot. So basically, it's not like I can get an exclusive gun or anything like that. The loot drops have been pretty uh, thorough and pretty you know um while well, i'm thinking of the word it's just like i'm not worried about yeah. buying guns and they pretty much you were yeah. able to gather and there's many much. different types of guns like there's i mean there's many different types of like types of guns there's like you have like rifles assault rifles pistols you have all these different types of guns but then there's all these different subtypes of guns in it so so there's a ton of guns that you can get that do different things so so their guns are not lacking as well. I mean, the the loot, the guns, the 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 the, the armor, the, your stuff. It's and how you can mod it all is not lacking. You know, the game does have a lot to do with your with your um with your um with your equipment 
So I do like that aspect and how you can change what your character looks like. I'm a sucker for for games that allow you to change how you look while you're playing the game. You know, where you equip a new gun, the gun changes, you equip a new shirt, the shirt changes, the backpacks, like all that stuff looks fantastic. And and this game really has that in spades. So, Yeah. And one thing, I don't know if you've been tempted, but uh, I know I messed with the, I went into the premium shop to look at some of the apparel on there and I, I, Cool. I'm glad that it's there, but I don't think I'm ready to spend real world money to no. <laughs> dress up my character. So. No, no, no. And you get and and just by completing ob- objectives and missions, you you get you get uh, keys, cash keys, you know, or cachet keys. So you can just you know, if you play the game long enough, you'll get you'll get them, and you're able to you know get new stuff. And and if you and and it, one one good thing about picking up loot is is all that loot that you can pay premium for, from what I understand. Please correct me if I'm wrong, you know, with a with a tweet or a or an email. Um, but all that stuff you can get in game, I think, too. So unless 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 some of the stuff that you can only get if you're like an EA club member or digital club member or something. But but I already got all well, that stuff would, anyway. So it wouldn't be EA. It would be what the Ubi or Ubisoft. Ubisoft. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I get that mixed up. Pretty much, uh, Ubisoft's the French, better French version of EA, basically. So, oh, there you go. All right, but yeah, that's pretty much all I've been playing. I want to get back to some other stuff. We'll see, uh, depending on uh, you know, as far as uh, I want to play Jedi Fallen Order. I have it from the library. I think I have another couple weeks, so we'll see if I'm able to still you know, get in there and, and get that going as well. So, sounds good. But, Mm-hmm. All right. What what else have you been playing besides Division Two, Des? Uh, well, uh, I have been trying a couple of different games actually. Um, still been playing Dauntless. Um, uh, every so often, it's a fun game. You know, again, Monster Hunter Light. I mentioned it before. Uh, play that with uh with someone with one of our listeners uh, during our game nights. So that's been fun. Uh, was trying to get into Pillars of Eternity Two, Deadfire. Um, unfortunately, um, I started it up and there was kind of a long intro to get into it. And so I needed to, and then like, I'm with games like this, I'm, I'm a sucker for like builds and, and how to make a person, you know, how to make your character, you know, a certain way or, or so I'm reading, I'm reading and watching a lot of guides on how to build your character. Um, that way I don't go into it and it blind. So I've been spending some time with that before I dive into it because, um, I got, I got pretty far in the first pillars of eternity, you know, um, and I really want to, but I never beat it. So I really want to try and beat this one, but it's, I know this game is very, um, can be very, um, uh, in depth and, you know, it's a, it's a very, you know, it's a good game and it's by obsidian and I, and I, and I, and I love them. So, so I really want to, you know, do this game justice. So, um, and then I've been playing Oniaki. Um, I got a, Joe was very, uh, very nice and, and found a, uh, an inexpensive uh, Japanese import version of it. I imported a couple of games uh, in that package, but they were all relatively inexpensive. And I've been playing it. Uh, it's by RPG, Tokyo RPG Factory. Um, yeah, it's published by Square Enix. Yeah, yeah. so, and it's, it's a fun little game. It's a little bit morbid. <laughs> it's a little bit morbid. <laughs> You know, only in only in, in the in the subject matter that you're dealing with, um, it's kind of weird. It's about reincarnation and people wanting to be 
you know, and so when people die, you have to you have to celebrate them because if you do not and you have sadness for them, they can get locked and not able to cross over and be reincarnated. So you have to kind of celebrate people's lives. And then people who who inadvertently can't seem to cross over, you know, you have to kind of help them cross over and they become demons and there's all this other stuff. But but it's a it's a it's a hack and slash um, RPG. But it's really interesting is is you're only as powerful as the demons that you this is very Japanese. You're only as powerful as the demons that are demons that you um, that you find and equip because there are some demons that um, just are just get lost and and they don't they don't become monsters. And so those the character, the watchers are able to um, bind with. And so you get these different ones that you can bind with and you can switch to them and your weapon switches and, and you're and you're only as powerful as they are so you're actually you're not so you're not really making your character the main character stronger you're making his daemon stronger which in turn makes him stronger it's very it's an interesting thing and so when you switch to a different demon that kind of follows him around uh your power sets change and so what you can do changes and your abilities change. And so there's certain ones you use for certain, um, certain situations. And, and it's really interesting. Like it's, it's a pretty, and then like the, the unlocks for all of them. And I don't know the the, the, the gameplay is very fluid. It's very fun. Um, it's just the stories, you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit, it's, I say morbid and a bad thing only because you're dealing with like, you know, you know, death and, and uh reincarnation and, and and the way it's presented in this game is is very unique so uh, at least i think it is so but if you if you have it or, you, or you're thinking about it you, you really should play it like the i really like the style um it looks great so it's been a really fun game and then uh the game that i've been playing on my switch uh light has been phoenix Wright uh, ace attorney collection one two and three Really loved the games. I played the first one almost to completion. Played the second one. Never played the third one, but when it was released as a as a set, that's one of the games that I imported on PS4. Uh, but then uh, the eShop was offering a sale on it, fifty percent off for like fourteen dollars, and so I just bought it again for my Switch. That way I can play it on the go, and I have been absolutely loving it. It's been so much fun. So if you have not played the Phoenix Wright collection, uh, you really should. It is definitely a lot of fun. So so that's pretty much what I've been playing. Uh, Kev, what have you, uh, what has been in your rotation, my friend? Uh, we know it's not uh, Division 2, but what else have nope. you been playing? <laughs> <laughs> nope, it has not been Division 2, but what it has been has been a whole lot of Monster Hunter Iceborne. Um, I've been working my way to that Silver Rathalos gear, and last night I got it. Um, uh, in a matter of speaking, yeah, in a matter of speaking, um, I have four of the five pieces for the Silver Rathalos gear. The one piece that I don't have is are the greaves, or rather the uh, the gloves, the gauntlets, and they're they're kind of like that key element because it has they have a a really strong skill for bow and uh, a strong skill for um uh, well for bow i think it is and they have two a level four uh gem slot and a level three gem slot on them so it's really useful in builds and, and i don't have that i don't have that yet but um 
while I was uh, playing last night, I unlocked uh, Silver Rathalos Investigations. I got my uh, Guiding Lands uh, Coral Reef level high enough that I started unlocking uh, investigations for the Silver Rathalos so I can just go after him without uh, traveling throughout the uh, through the Coral Reef in the Guided Lands. But again, you still need to do that because if you want to upgrade uh if you want to augment your weapons which you definitely want to do if you want to go after to start doing like the uh uh the harder the harder monsters like those um the they're doing like the 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 brutal raja and the some other one that they're coming out with they're just going to be like uh, kill everybody with one hit you you definitely need your augments uh, for your armor and your gear to really um, uh, do anything against those monsters. So uh, once I get the once I get the gauntlets, I'm going to go after the gold Rathian and um, get get its weapons for at least its weapons. I I, I don't know about it about, about its armor. I haven't really investigated the armor aspects of it yet. But um, because for elemental, you have to use four pieces of the silver Rathalos to activate uh, what they call critical mastery, which is like a, a, a heaven send for uh, uh, for elemental uh, weapon uh, weapon users, which is what I what I what I do, both in charge blade and in um, bow. So. You have to have four pieces to act a minimum of four pieces to activate uh, critical mastery, which just crushes a monster's weak zone. And you combine that with uh, your your what they call a critical eye multiplier. And if you hit those weak points, you're just doing like bonus damage on top of bonus damage, and that's not including whatever augments you have that are ampli either amplifying your um, elemental. Uh, power output or amplifying your um, critical hit zone damage. So you, you, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, hit points that you're going to damage that you're going to be dealing once you get all that together. So, but I'm glad I'm 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 finally able to start u utilizing um, some of that gear. So. Uh, just got one more piece, and then I can move on to the next monster in there. But for my other game that I've been playing a lot of, uh, I've been playing a lot of Kunio Kun Double Dragon. And uh, Kunio Kun Double Dragon Collection has kind of become my uh, just before bed game. A uh, couple of games have been that for me. You know, like Resogun used to do that. Uh, uh, there are a couple of others that I, that I used to uh, that used to be those good, you know, wrap, you know, un, un, unravel, kind of unwind, kind of turn your brain off games, you know, and just kind of decompress from the day before turning in for good. And uh, Kunio Kun has become that new game. Um, I have finished both the dragon, the uh, dodgeball, rather, both the dodgeball games and uh got trophies in that so now i'm just going back and uh, i'm playing through double dragon the nes version of double dragon i'm going to play through the first second and the third 
uh, of which I still have my NES copies uh, <laughs> of those games as well, I believe. And, um, and I'm also going to be jumping into the um, kind of like the, the Kunio Kun sports games. Um, as I mentioned before, this collection has like hockey, basketball, and soccer uh, variations of, uh, of, of, of sports games with the Kunio Kun, the super deformed characters. So there's a lot of over-exaggerated kind of like NBA Jam-ish gameplay to them. So and these games are just really, really fun. I, I was very kind of I was kind of hesitant uh, to drop the 40 bucks on on this collection, given, you know, the games were so old and whatnot. But I'm really glad I got it because it, it's, it's super dope. Um, How many games I'm, are in it? There's like 13, 14, something like that. Mm. I'm re- I'm really wanting to try that Kunio Kun like samurai game that <laughs> is on there. So because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. there's one uh, like River City Ransom based in Fuel Japan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. So is there, that, digital, is there a digital copy or did you actually get a? Um... No, it's digital. I I downloaded it. I downloaded it off the store. Um, in fact, I I think that's the only way you can get it. But. Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, what happened is that they checked with the um, Asian version of the game that came out last year, and unfortunately, there's no like um, patch now to put those in English at all or anything. Unfortunately, so. So, uh, but yeah, I'm really enjoying. I'm really enjoying those. Really enjoying those games. But uh, um, also, kind of while in that retro in that retro mind mindset, I downloaded and played just a little bit of an old 2D shmup that I had back on the Saturn. And uh, that was In the Hunt. I believe it was by Irem. I don't know if either of you... Um, it's called uh, In the Hunt? You, in the yeah. Hunt, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, Never no, I'm very familiar with it. Yep. Yeah, it is a... Um, basically, it's a shmup by, the, I think, the same folks that did our type I want to say it's Irem Studios did this. Correct. And, and it's a... Um, so shmup, but you're a submarine fighting all these either fighting other subs and enemy ships at the surface of the water. It's a two D shmup side view, and game is hard as nails, but it's uh it's a crap. It's just really fun, and I, I'm not really uh, I mean there's I play shmups not a whole whole lot, um, but in the hunt was just one of those games because I even have the um. In my in my wife's office, when I when I got the import for Saturn, it came with a plushy uh, sub of your character. That's awesome. So you control looks so I still have the plushy the plushy sub in in my it's in my wife's office. <laughs> but yeah, and because I no longer have my Saturn and I'll no longer have those those games that I had for it. Um, I went and checked out, uh, picked that up. It was eight bucks. Um, those arcade archives are really neat. Um, they they really they really capture the um, they really capture the arcade. You know, I hate hate to sound like a ColecoVision commercial, but you know they really capture the arcade experience because they're like direct ROMs. Almost or, or or emulations of those direct ROMs, and they they uh, Hamster does a fantastic job 
uh, of of those games. Like they've there's a Yair Kung Fu is another one that I'm definitely going to be picking up at some point. Um, I get that the eight dollars per game it probably sounds kind of steep, and it probably is steep for what you're getting, considering that you can play, play all these games for free on PC or, or through Mame or other emulators if you really wanted to, but just being able to uh, uh, have that and, and kind of go back to those games and, you know, just kind of uh, live, in, live in the past for a little bit. Uh, I appreciate the work that uh, Hamster is doing with uh, our, the arcade, Arcade Archives collection of uh, classic uh, arcade games that they've got on, on PSN. So definite shout out to to that studio but uh, really that's all i've been playing this week so from there we're going to transition to the next topic on the docket which is the news so trader joe why don't you hit the folks up with what's been shaking and baking in the gaming industry Shake and bake. I want some chicken right now. So, <laughs> so for, first thing on the docket. I had chicken uh, last night. You had chicken last night? Yeah, I might just yeah. go out. I might. I might a, a real, a real, a real aside. There's this restaurant out off here called uh, Heirloom. They have some fantastic chicken fried chicken it's a uh, it's called heirloom it's out there out there by the uh, by the trader joe um oh yeah great take right, right, out by, right by my place yeah yeah <laughs> right the uh, hit you might want to check them out it, they're their chicken i've had their burgers and their chicken there is super good but anyway sorry <laughs> redirect okay. to the topic again <laughs> well my first news story is not about chicken but it is about mm. <laughs> Um, Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, we finally got confirmation uh, via PlayStation blog in an interview with uh, PlayStation Worldwide Studios the, um, President Herman Holst on there uh, confirming that, uh, yes, I can confirm that Horizon Zero Dawn is coming to PC this summer. Um, more information is coming from Gorilla on there pretty soon and once that interview came out pretty much there was a um, store listing on steam that popped up so a lot of people were surmising that it might be one of those epic game exclusives but no it's uh coming out on all major uh pc platforms on there and um pretty much uh, that's just what it's been announced the pc version will include obviously the original game the frozen wilds expansion and some additional downloadable stuff including uh some trader packs some traveler packs so on and so forth on there so and uh no as far as price i'm assuming it's going to be like you know maybe 29.99 but that's just my guess on there but herman holston later on in the interview said he wanted to make clear that just because horizon horizon zero dawn is coming to pc doesn't mean that every uh, single other first party title will be getting the same treatment this is quote unquote, and to maybe put a few minds at ease, releasing one first party triple A title to PC doesn't necessarily mean that every game now will come to PC. In my mind, Horizon Zero Dawn was just a great fit in this particular instance. We don't have plans for day and date PC releases and remain 100% committed to dedicated hardware on there. So, so we'll have to see when this does come out, uh, what 
just to give you my take on it at least um they recently ported the uh, decima engine so that they could bring death stranding to pc which is coming out this summer on that um and so since this game runs on the same engine it kind of is like low-hanging fruit and also too for me at least in my opinion this game is uh not it's been bought by everyone on the PlayStation platform that wanted to play it. You know, some people were thinking about double dipping possibly because they want to play it in super the greatest mode. And one thing that I think that people are not thinking about is that uh, depending on how PS5, once that console is announced and we find out as far as how back compat works with PlayStation 4, there might be an ability that I don't need to double dip on this to play it in super the greatest mode. It might play in an enhanced mode on the PlayStation 5 on there. So right now I'm just uh, I'm kind of taking a wait and see attitude whether I'm going to double dip on this or just play it on my PS4 on this. Uh, Desmond, uh, was there any opinion uh, with you about this being announced or what's your hot take on it? Um, I think it's uh, possibly an olive branch saying, hey, you know, um, we have this thing. It's easy for us to port over. You know, maybe this will, you know, maybe this will get people you know, interested in possibly buying a PS5 because if they, if the, if the console people, sorry, if the um, PC people play it and they like it, you know, maybe this will entice them to, to get it, to get a, um, to get a, uh, a PS5. PlayStation. Yeah. yeah, I mean because I mean you really what you're really dealing with is is sort of uh, instant versus delayed gratification, and whether you're going to play that game of is this possibly going to come to uh, to PC or not? So yeah. that's kind of where we're at with this. Um, I'm not so sure if it's going to herald that everything's going to be uh, or exclusives are completely going away. I'm not really sure if, if they're thinking about if they're thinking about that. Um, but I'm, you know, not, I'm, I'm got, honestly we... not sure, you know, because I played the game um, on my P, on my um, PS4 and I enjoyed it. So I'm just kind of wondering, you know, if this is going to be two well two things. If this is going to be enough to sway PC people to 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 buy a PS5, you know, and and then I'm kind of taking a wait and see approach to see if this is in fact going to be you know the the death the, the beginning of the death knell for for exclusives. You know, um, I think this is. I think a lot of this is is. Um, I I think they're testing the water. I think they're they're seeing what what Microsoft is doing, and they're saying, okay, well, Microsoft, you know, still has their 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 console people, and they still have their PC people because some sometimes they don't cross. You know, so people like playing on consoles, so people like playing on a PC, and they can hit both markets simultaneously. Um, and maybe PS uh, PS Five or Sony is thinking, well, maybe we should try to adopt that as well. You know, yeah. but I'm not yeah, sure. It's, it's it just depends. I know what the MLB kind of uh, unveiling the cards that they were going to bring MLB the show eventually to other platforms, including Xbox. I could kind of see to where like maybe you know like a Predator Hunting Grounds coming out. You know, whether they're going to release a uh, shooter of some sort, whether they would want to release it day and date on both the PlayStation and PC platforms on there, maybe the up the player base a little bit and just depending, take it game by game, obviously, 
I think for single player story driven uh, narrative games that uh, they're probably going to keep all that tinted and fenced in on the PlayStation platform, at least for a, a period of time on there, whether that period of time is going to be three years like Horizon Zero Dawn or less uh, coming up. It's just, uh, you know, it's like dipping the toe in the water and see how far it gets dipped in. So. So I know we talked about this previously, but I know, Kev, we want to see what your opinion is. I kind of already know what your opinion is, but I don't know if you want to go ahead and and just let the people know how you feel about this. So, Yeah, um, I don't really think this is a great idea, Uh, particularly when you have built a brand over the past, what, 20 years of selling a closed box that is based off titles that you can only play on that. Um, And here's the thing. You are not going to get a PC person to buy a PlayStation 5 by throwing this as some kind of olive branch. These people have been port begging, quote unquote, as as some folks say, for PlayStation exclusives since Uncharted 4, you know, for this generation. And other other PlayStation games, you know, for during the PS3, PS2 era, uh, they they if they you can you can go to a freaking pawn shop and get you a base PS4 for like 125 130 bucks, get you a get you a used game for next to nothing. If you if they wanted to play wanted to play the game, they could have been done played the game. And the thing, the problem is, is that, you know, and maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just a victim of uh, corporate grooming. Uh, when you have, when you're telling me that this is the only place that you're going to be able to play it, um, that is an enticement to a platform. It works for every commercially commercial product that there is, whether it's consoles, vehicles, you know, your fast food burgers it, the only way the only place you can get that the, the Popeye's chicken sandwich is at Popeye's you know well I, what if I like the inside of Burger King better well, why how come they just don't sell them at Burger King yeah I'd rather go to Burger King than Popeye's well why don't they do that because they want you to spend their money with them it, that, that's 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 the idea behind it and if I if I come into if I come into your box, you know, if I look at it like a restaurant, if I come into your restaurant and I try your entree one day and I like it, um, I next time I come in, I may have an appetizer along with my entree. Then I may grab dessert, and then I may have an after dinner drink. And because I enjoyed that 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 entree that this restaurant. Or, or this place serves up specifically their style. And if you look at it from the console space, well, yeah, uh, the reason I have a PlayStation is because of the exclusives. But I also buy 90, 95% of my third-party games there, even though I have a gaming PC. Why? Because I stayed, I tried the entree, I liked it. So I, when it's time for, for an appetizer... You know, a downloadable game, I grab it on PSN. When it's time for uh, 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 a dessert third-party game that I can play 
anywhere and have the ability to play in <clears throat> in super the greatest with my with my gaming PC, I still choose to to play it on PSN because they have built a brand that has made PlayStation just default synonymous with gaming. So when I'm in and and I like physical media anyway. So if I'm going into you know GameStop or Best Buy what have you and it's and I'm thinking about I'm thinking about a game, I just automatically default to PS4 because that's they have games that I that that the, the some of the best games in the world that you can only play on their platform. That's how you build a brand. That's how you build something up. But when you tell me that you know, I've been paying for online access, you know, for all this time and as a part of the enjoyment of those first party exclusives. And you're telling me that I can play them better elsewhere without having to buy your online. You know, it's like, well, well, why even why? Why would I do that? Why would I still give you money? you know, for these services that I have enjoyed when in order to enjoy your, because I enjoy your first party exclusive titles and you say, well, we're going to push those to this other platform that's going to play them infinitely better, a platform that I either A, already have access to or B, uh, can upgrade and be able to play them better even better than what these new this this new console is going to be able to play them at so you know it's it's very um i don't know what the word is i don't know it, it uh, i i don't i don't necessarily trust herman holtz and the reason i don't trust him is because phil spencer said the exact same thing uh when xbox games started uh, when they started this game pass program and he said well not all Xbox games are going to go over to PC, which was an absolute lie. Uh, every Xbox game is going is going to PC. Uh, that you know that's that's the way that's the way they're doing it. This is definitely a a water test, and it's something that uh, when I'm going to be watching their messaging extremely close as we approach the time that this console gets ready to drop. And I'll put it to you this way: um, I reactivated my my PC part picker account, and I'm looking at PC parts. You know, I don't uh, I don't know if um, if I'm going to get a PS5 necessarily uh, when it comes out. I'm I'm going to have I'm going to have to wait and see. I'm going to have to look at look at their messaging and see if and, and make a decision as to whether or not I trust what uh, Herman Hulse is saying as to whether or not they are going to be dedicated to uh, uh, if they are going to be committed to dedicated hardware. Um, because if they're not, then I should be able I would want to get all the games. Why, why buy multiple boxes when I can get all the games on one platform and not have to pay for online? So you know that's kind of like the way that's kind of like the way I'm looking at it. Now, am I gonna, you know, take my PS4 Pro and hit it with an axe and wash it in a shower or do whatever <laughs> that whatever the, the the idiots that have been doing doing that all have been doing? No, 
but um, yeah, it is a little excessive, but Uh, what I am going to be doing is I'm going to be watching and uh, paying attention and I may be migrating uh, some of those, some of those games, uh, taking them back and trading them in and uh, migrating some of them over to PC if I get to a point where I don't necessarily trust what Herman is, what uh, Herman Holtz is saying. Uh, so it is all it just a, depends on that. Is it a point that you'll give a, uh, give up on a maintaining physical um, purchases because PC is all digital, of course? So. Yeah, well, you see, my the only reason I still do physical, I mean, number one, I prefer it. You know, it all, apples to apples, I'd rather have a physical disc. But the bigger influence for me to go physical is because I can typically get get them cheaper. Yeah. By either doing trades or or, or utilizing my uh, uh, Gamers Club Unlocked, but Gamers Club Unlocked has been deep sixed by Best Buy. My account is still active, but it's on life support. They won't even tell me how long. They can't even tell me how long it's going to be active. They say it's just one day. It's told me, well, one day you're just going to come in here and it's just not going to be active anymore. So it's on life support. Yeah, Are you, it's you on. Should- it's on. I, I, yeah, I've I've looked up. I've looked up my account, and it won't tell me anything. I don't know if it's the app I'm using or what. But, um, so it's on life support. But PC, nobody pays full price for PC games. You know, they're going to third party, uh, uh code hold, uh, online code stores and getting their Steam codes. And, you, you know, they're getting these things for 15, 20, sometimes 30 percent off, you know, retail price on day one. And, you know, the PC that I have right now is is pretty is is OK. Um, I would need to think about what I would want to upgrade, because really the only things that I would really need to upgrade well, there'd be three. I need to upgrade the motherboard. I need to. I would want to upgrade the CPU, and I would want to upgrade the GPU. And if I do those the way I want to, and I and I and I put forth the effort and the money to upgrade them to where I want to upgrade them, console will never see me in life again. And at that point, because I'm already. I'm I'm put I you know I put forth the effort and the money to build a beast quote unquote you know it would be it would be dumb for me to go back um, and 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 pick up on console so I'm just gonna have to see what um, I'm just gonna have to see what 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 their what their move is and uh, see if their if if this if this company is still going to be uh, dedicated to those who uh, in who uh, invest, and I use that word loosely, in their platform. I whether to, that's going to be the primary concern. Yeah, I have to agree, Kev, because even the computer that I have, I'm going to have to upgrade it or something. Because you know, the person that I got it from just didn't upgrade it at all. So I'm just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm I'm looking I'm, look, yeah, I'm, to see if he's I'm looking at them. That was. I, <laughs> I, I got the computer from Joe, so I was wondering. Well, you didn't buy it for me. I'm you're just borrowing it, so you know. You keep saying that, but I don't remember. I don't remember, you know, saying that I was just borrowing it. I mean, I remember, you know, something about like, hey, you want to use this? And I'm like, sure. Yeah, but but I, I but I will say this: um, for if if people think that 
this is going to entice a PC gamer to buy a PS5. A uh, uh, a dedicated play a uh, PC gamer, you know, the ones that not. the ones that are buying those 2080 Ti supers and those i9s and those AMD thread rippers for gaming PCs, no way, no. they are not going to be enticed by this whatsoever. I would say that even those that are just you know that have even uh, uh, maybe 1080p based systems that are just concentrating on frames and just maybe playing have graphics settings at uh, you know uh, you know a step below ultra a step or two below ultra I don't think you're going to be able to get them because the reason they play on PC is because it's not a closed box it's not a closed ecosystem they have access everything is is open and adjustable and and uh, they can play how they want, and their only limitation is is either their uh, desires out of gaming and their budget, literally. I know a so. lot of them. I mean, uh, talk to. I have a couple of friends at work that game on PC mainly, and it's all about you know two hundred and twenty hertz, fourteen forty p, and that's how they want to play. And they have uh, you know ultra widescreen monitors. Uh, they abhor uh, using a controller. They want mouse and keyboard only. So yeah. it's like, yeah. you know. I can't even think yeah. about that. Oof. Yeah, no, like I, I suggested, you know, using a controller. And it's like, no, mouse and keyboard forever. It's like, yeah. yeah. You are not going to get them to buy a console. No, they're not going to. Like talking about playing like something like a Diablo 3 using a controller is like they, he rolled his eyes at me kind of thing, wow. you know, where, you know, it's like, wow, you don't know how to play a mouse and keyboard. Uh, Cause I was telling him, uh, I think we talked about in the show, I was playing Torchlight 2 on uh, PC and I was using a mouse and keyboard and it felt foreign to me. It's like, Cause it is, it's blasphemy. I know. I know. Yeah, so. and, we're gonna and get it's like, we're gonna get messages. <laughs> and, and it's like the the only thing you know, when you, whenever you would see these these cats post online, the only thing that they would say was, "Man, I wish I would play that on PC. I wish I I could play that on PC. I wish I could play it on PC. Whatever the 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 PlayStation exclusive game was, and you know all these other games. You know, maybe Sony was involved in the funding." I know Death Stranding, you know, that's a Kojima joint, and they were involved in the funding, but that was going to PC from the jump. Uh, Koji, Kojima said that, you know, once once the game had gone gold, that he was that he wanted to bring the game to PC. So, you know, it, it's when you're when you're talking about building a platform and building your base. That's how you do it. The only way you would be able to get those PC-only dudes to buy into your closed box, even just a little bit, just buying the box and buying the game and just bypassing on the uh, services, would be if this game remained, all games remained exclusive to the PlayStation hardware. That is the only way you would be able to get them. You just you're just you just told all these folks that if they just wait long enough, they're gonna get they may get all those other games that they want to play. So I don't really I don't really see the benefit of this and folks are well they're getting a little extra money from a game that's you know three three and a half years old. Well uh, maybe before you kick it over to folks that don't want to invest in this platform, why don't you kick it over to the folks through PlayStation Plus 
who have been paying for for your online service, why don't you make that a PlayStation Plus game first before you throw it over before you throw it over to them? Has it ever who, been? Who haven't? It hasn't, not to my knowledge. Uh, no, no, it hasn't. But the problem is, is that there's been so many people out there that have bought that game already. Having it on PlayStation Plus is like. I, I don't want a game I already own. It's like, come on. I, I we get games couple... we already own on PlayStation Plus all the time. Every I month. Know. Every I know. every month we get games we already own. And it, it's it, it's like, um, okay, well, how come how come I can't watch Stranger Things on on Hulu? It, well, because Netflix wants you to wants you to wants you to stick in their in their ecosystem. It's the same thing, you know why. Why are they giving this game to to folks who are not going to who are not going to buy in? This is not going to move PS5s in the PC world. And if if this is what if this is what you know, and I I'm pretty sure Herman Herman Holtz knows that uh, these guys are not dumb. Um, I just don't know what they're thinking. It'd be one thing if these games didn't sell, but these are all of their 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 first party games this generation have been multi million unit sellers. So there is no there's no need to in order to keep the gaming division alive to build the base on other platforms for your exclusive. They don't need to do that. They got that on lock. So. Obviously, they're seeing something I'm not seeing, or they're understanding something that I'm not understanding. I'm not a I'm not a corporate CEO, and I don't run a multi-million or billion-dollar corporation. So, you know, there is that to consider too. But yeah, this isn't this isn't a good look, particularly when you're getting ready to ask folks to kick over another five or six hundred bucks for your upcoming box at the end of this year. Because uh, that would go a nice long way in upgrading somebody's PC, so they better be honest in their messaging. Yeah, so uh, that was a pretty good conversation. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm good sure deal. we're going to get some people's uh, opinion, and please, that's what we want. That's why we have these conversations. That's why we give the news. We want to hear what your thoughts are. So please, you know, send us an email, uh, tweet at us, and let us know your thoughts about about this you know are they in the wrong for doing this you think this is just par for the course you know give us your thoughts okay absolutely yeah. gaming vessels at gmail.com all right other news uh e3 has been canceled by that uh unknown contagion that we've been talking about off and on so <laughs> uh e3 has been canceled of course e3 has been kind of iffy with everyone bowing out sony not being there of course um you know and then jeff Keeley, uh you know pulling out of the um convention there was a whole controversy last year with esa revealing a bunch of media's uh members like information not keeping them securely locked on the website no there was a news story like about a couple of weeks ago because they were coordinating with another um group uh, i am 8-bit as far as the you know work on the game plan as far as the floor at e3 and they pulled out of the show so um basically because of the covid 19 virus they have canceled e3 which would, was set for june on there and then we had of course other announcements from all the major members of xbox nintendo um ubisoft that they're going to be working on like uh, digital presentations on there to be able to go in and you know obviously still release um 
information, probably around the same time as E3, but it hasn't really been confirmed as far as the timing. Uh, there was also another rumor that came to light that I guess Warner Brothers was going to use E3 to have their own um, live event to announce a certain things on there, which, you know, we're probably thinking about a new Rocksteady game and a new Batman game of some sort on there so but yeah e3 right now uh, in of itself by itself is been canceled for 2020 so i have a question so, so it's a canceled or is it postponed it is canceled okay. so because that's that is something that some people have been doing was was not so much canceling stuff but postponing yeah. it so i wanted just to just to be clear it to see if, if what was going on and, and like you said it, it's looked like it's being it's being canceled okay yeah they talked about the e3 2020 is not going to occur and they look forward to bringing you e3 2021 as a reimagined event that brings fans media and the industry together in a showcase that celebrates the global video game industry so that's what their uh, pr is stating so well, so okay. they, they, they have time to marinate on this thing and make this thing work. You know, I just E3 as of a self in of a self by itself just doesn't make sense. It's like it, it wanted to be a trade show, but it wanted to be open to the public, too, for a $300 like admission fee. And it's like, come on, man, I could go to PAX and I've, I've been to E3 myself. You've been I, to PAX, too. So. I've been to PAX. I prefer PAX. So it's more of a, a you know made for the gamers versus you know a business show on there and i i've been to e3 back in the heyday i mean i went to e3 all throughout the 90s and um you know and then i went back again because i got ticket a ticket back in 2015 and uh, being back at that convention center and for the um show was like it, it just seemed redundant i wouldn't want to have paid any money to go there and i know a lot of gamers think oh man they want to go to e3 at once just to be their ultimate destination because you know they've watched it for years and years since they were kids you know but it's going to take for them to kind of reinvent the show i think it should be more like a gamescom or more like a tokyo game show where there is a focus on business and then you know open it up to the public and let the public go in and do their thing i mean hell they should probably coordinate with pax about running this show on there possibly you know maybe that'd be a thing so what do you guys think about it um i think you have a good idea you know i, I mean i was looking because again i watch a lot of streamers and i watch a lot of people talk about uh on youtube and i you know people were talking about you know what does it look like without e3 you know is this is this sort of the end of e3 because people were always pulling out there's other options you know is is e3 sort of a dinosaur type of situation you know they, they did this huge kind of like 180 um uh from being a trade show then to like letting everybody in and i, and I just think is is it is 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 e three necessary anymore given the current climate of of, of how information is um is uh is, is disseminated you know and it seems like you know especially when 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 sony and playstation have, have bowed out and then started doing their own things i mean i i think that's why i'm thinking you know disney did the same thing with with disney uh with with their dis like disney doesn't really show that much um but it's big enough now to have its own convention. You know, PAX is doing its own thing. So, so is it really necessary to have E3 anymore? I've never been. I I, I would hear the stories about when when you would go, Joe, and, and when Kevin you you would go, and and I would. I never get. I never went. I let you I'm win. 
Mm-mm. Huh. Mm-mm. No, I, th- I thought you were one of the people that went. So, I, so I know Joe was going with a ton of people, and I, I just assumed that you were one of them. But I just thought, you know, I thought it was cool what Joe was t- telling me and what he used to do. But it just seems like you know those days are over when they when they when they um kind of opened it up to the public and and really kind of try to say like you know people are always sneak it in. Let's just make it a regular show, you know. And I thinking that's just kind of one of those things that just doesn't it's just unnecessary like personally for me you know i just i think there's there's other options um and with nintendo not being there and just being able to get everything um virtually or digitally it's kind of nice like i've been enjoying the the nintendo directs and 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 the like so i just don't know if an e3 type show is necessary anymore um and and if it's not necessary and they decide not to do it ever ever again you know i i will be you know disappointed only because you know it just shows that 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 certain things are i mean it shows evolution you know whether that's good or bad um because it's just it's just something that you know it's just not necessary anymore or it's not relevant and i just kind of feel I, i i would feel bad about that but but it's just one of those things that just might need to happen because it's just a a it's a product of a bygone era, you know, and again, you know, I, we're bringing up a lot of stuff. And if you have your thoughts, please let us know because, you know, let us know if you've ever been to E3, let us know what your thoughts are. If it, if it is an antiquated, you know, thing that doesn't need to be around anymore or. Well, one thing, um, the trade show itself is kind of ir- inconsequential as far as the, f- you know, being on the floor of the convention center. But I will miss the whole, like, you know, like kind of uh, where every, every company will have a, you know, obviously press conference and you talk about new games and new announcements. And that's the stuff I do get excited for on there. I always enjoyed like going over the Kevs, uh, going over to your place, dude, to watch the Microsoft conference because I get to, you Oh, know. that must have been what it was then. Okay. You guys were you watching. You know, still, okay. still, still seeing it. And, well, you know, I usually have... Even though I've never attended, you know, I haven't attended E3 for a while. Usually, it, it's kind of been a given. I take that week off of work so I could kind of sit there and and take a week off to absorb all the like you know streams and you know in the whole Keeley stream and then you know obviously whatever you know GameSpot, IGN, and coverage on there. And you know, years past, I've gone to Kevs and sit there. And I think E3 on the couch is better than E3 in the flesh. You know, to tell you the mm-hmm. God's honest truth, because. You know, like when I went to E3 in 2015, you know, it's not like I have a ticket to go watch the press conferences in person. You, know, you have to be in the know or in the press to be able to watch those on there. You know, I've been fortunate enough because I used to be in the press back in the 90s to watch some of these in person. And it's just it's kind of crazy to see, <laughs> you know, just the experience from uh, being in the press as far as how E3 is versus, uh, you know, just being a, a attendee on the floor and, and just going from game demo to game demo on there. I just feel that PAX is a little bit more of a community-based show that yeah. all in all, between the two, um, I think, you know, if you're looking to see that PAX is something that you want to attend, that's probably the better bet than and going to E3 because E3... Uh, until they re-engineer the show, it's just going to be, you know, obviously, uh, kind of, you know, one one a trade show on one hand and a, a fan base bet in another, where it should be just, you know, either one or the other, or you know, obviously be more full featured per se. So, 
Yeah, don't be surprised if, if 2019 was the last E3 that's ever held. And the reason I say that is because, you know, Nintendo Nintendo said we don't need y'all long time ago. Uh, Sony said that in 2019 and then again at 2020. And you kind of sort of before the before the the the. I, I want to say that they had already been talking about not going to 2020 before the virus outbreak. But if you remember 2018 and the tent and the moving people around and the, and, you know, looking like it was a, at, at a Walmart parking lot, you can almost pick up that, that they were seeing, why are we even doing this? You know, it was, it was, you know, it was for effect, but, it, there was you could tell that it was just not really not a whole lot of showmanship if if that is a word for if you can use that to describe a presser uh the telling thing is going to be this year when all these comp all these companies like Microsoft and EA and Ubisoft do their independent uh streams showcasing all the information and seeing how well those are received if those are received you know as well as i think that they will be i don't think anybody's coming back for 2021 i really don't the only people that you could probably get well not even them because it costs more money to to rent a booth than would for them to just stay at their at you know i'm talking about smaller uh, uh, smaller publishers, uh, smaller companies that are, are selling uh, gaming adjacent products. It's cheaper for them to just kind of hang out in their own home studio and do a live stream and talk about their product in conjunction with the online presence of E3. I think, I think um, it's just I think for for that though it, it speaks to the to the limit the, the limitation of of revenue. Because I'm thinking that they they go to E3, the the adjacent people go to E3 because they want to sell something, you know, and they and they want to get they want to get that that revenue from people. So I think that's the main thing that would be that would be kind of missed, you know, is for the small booths is, is people spend this money because they know they're gonna they know they're gonna meet a certain amount of people. So mm. I, I would think that you know that them canceling an E3 would hurt the smaller vendors than 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 anybody because you know. Microsoft and them, they don't, you know, they're, they're fine. You know, they, they, they will get, they will get their money and they will, you know, do their thing. But, but well, then maybe they can relocate to the sloths and swap meet because <laughs> none of these, I, if these, if these streams, if these streams go as well as they're going, as, as I think that they're going to go as well as they, their plan. I mean, when, when Jeff Keeley pulled out, uh, it's like it, it's done, and I think this coronavirus is just you know, it's it's just it's just across the sunlight, you know, in 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 Dracula's chest all at the same time. It, it, it it's it's, it's kind of speeding it up. Huh? I would be yeah. It, it's just the accelerant. I I would re I don't think we're there's going to be an E3 2021 because I don't think anybody's coming back. I really don't oh. because I think they're going to push their those they're going to see how well those online uh, streams are received. 
still, you know, carrying that presence, still pushing it out to YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. And they're just even I don't I don't think even Microsoft is gonna be back in twenty twenty one. I really don't. And they own the theater that they hold the event in. <laughs> they're gonna get that money, but they're gonna be MIA. Well, yeah. I really don't think there'll be there'll be a one in next year. Well, no, they don't. They don't. The E three is at the L A Convention Center. They have a Microsoft theater that's close nearby, but it's not where the event is held per se. So. Darn. Yeah. Okay. So but it's done. Uh, keep, keep in mind, E three almost died back in uh, two thousand seven because that's when they moved it over to Santa Monica Airport. If you remember those two years, it was 2007 where they held it in the airport and they only had 10,000 attendees on there. And literally, you, it was. You, I remember that. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. And, and they were talking about E3 pretty much going dead dirt. They they had it at the LA Convention Center at, in 2008, but they only had 5,000 attendees out there. And they basically just. It, E3 was a farce. Uh, back in 2007, 2008, it nearly died then. I mean, they moved it back to the convention center 2008, but they opened the scale back up in 2009. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see what the ESA does. So, But you know what? Those years when the public wasn't there. Yeah. Well, you got much better reporting than you did when you than you did in, in prior years when it was just crowded. I mean, you could see, you could tell that the people that were doing like their presentations and doing their their streams, they they had more energy because they weren't standing in lines for eighty hours trying to play an unfinished game and to then mm-hmm. be able to tell you about it and fighting people that had that paid three four hundred dollars to get in in the same line, getting mad at them because they're pressed and they're getting pushed to the front of the line. Also. It wasn't open to the public until recently, anyway. So people were sneaking into the show, but they yeah, Joe, uh, yes. <laughs> but it's it was a better my, my what I'm saying is it was a better presentation by the gaming press on what was there For sure. when there were fewer people there, and now it's just it's just it's just a. a a, a menagerie of 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 people and germs, and, and everybody's tired. <laughs> you know, day one people are tired. You can just you can just see it if you watch the, some of those streams from IGN and 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 some of the other big big sites. Day one they're exhausted. So I remember being exhausted being on that show too. So yeah, so you know, I I, I think it's I think it's done. I I would I'll be very surprised if they if if they come back next year. But we you know we'll see. But it's all in the cards. But yeah, and let's go ahead. I uh, got some other news to go over. Uh, Fantasy Star Online Two Open Beta has been announced, so that is going to be starting on March seventeenth. On there, no PC announcement as of yet. On there, so if you do have an Xbox One uh, console, uh, you should be able to get into the open beta. Lickety split. If you did play the uh, closed beta, do you not you do not have to download a new client on there. That your uh, character information will be retained on that. So and so we'll see. I'm not sure how long this open beta is for 
on there before the launch of the game, but we'll have to take a look. I know they announced a couple of limited limited downloadable editions of the game, so you're able to download what's called a Raggle edition. A Raggle edition basically brings all the like character skins uh, from the original Fantasy Star Online uh, to the game, and then you're able to uh, get music like a um, music player within the in the lobby to be able to play like uh, music from uh, the older games as well as uh, PSL related outfits, mag devices, accessories, and more. If you do want all that wonderful uh, cosmetics, it will cost you a hot twenty nine ninety nine US dollars on there. It comes with some uh, mission pass gold tickets, uh, AC scratch ticket on there and a premium set on their pack which will give you premium items for 30 days you know free to play business dealings on this unfortunately <laughs> on there and if you really want to go out the door there is something called a uh, founders pack on there it's a sonic collaboration edition on there so and this will include uh such items Several items inspired by Sega's legendary icon, Sonic the Hedgehog, including an addition to inventory storage expansion items, 30 days of premium service, experience boosters, scratch tickets, and much, much more on there. You get a Sonic suit, male and female, Sonic hair, two different versions, a Sonic emote, Sonic knuckles and mask, all your Sonic cosplay goodness for this game, So, including... Uh, like the premium set, a beauty salon free pass. Holy crap. Uh, character storage expansion, EXP boost, tri boost, grinder tickets, AC scratch tickets, and great enhancement aid. I have no idea what that is, but we'll have to see. <laughs> <laughs> That's all available for a hot $59.99. Is it sold by Adam and Eve? Uh, no, it's not sold by Adam and Eve. Great enhancement aid. Plus 50%. You get 99 of those. It's a consumable. So, mm. so I don't know about all this business, about all this uh, items. I've been excited to play PSO, but uh, I'm not looking to... Yeah, maybe the yeah, it depends on the cosmetics and whatnot. What what do you, what's your guys' opinions? I'm excited to play, but I don't know about all this, uh, you know, PSO, Raggle edition, as far as getting some old costumes up in the mix or dressing like tails or something what's what's your hot take i have no hot take only because this is a free-to-play game i will play it as free and then if i feel that i have i have been getting enough value on it then i will then i will uh decide to to, to support the publisher but at this time um they can do whatever they want you know because because if people want to do that hey you know no one's stopping you but i for one you know, I need to play the game. I need to play it for a while. I, I you know, once I've, so I'm, I have no problem, you know, paying people for, 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 for quality and, 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 and if I'm having a good time, I have no problem doing that, you know, but, but just to kind of fork over something right now, I, I, I don't know, I don't know we do that, you know, normally when we buy something, you know, when we buy a game, we, we have no idea, you know, if we're going to like it or not. But yeah, with that, for sure. but the, but with that, you know, we could always sell it back or something, you know, for a free to play game, you know, they have to, you know, make make ends ends meet. Although, granted, you know, this is a what a thirteen year old game or twelve year old game or something. So. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it started in two thousand twelve, sir. So it's not that old. <laughs> That's eight years. 
That's that's yeah. pretty old, Joe. It's, it's it's not eleven or twelve though. Eleven or twelve. You're really trying it's to it. save this game, aren't you? I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I'm just, no, I'm just. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, I, I, I like to the play. count. I I I work for a, a business that counts things. Yeah. So I, so. I, I pay attention to those yeah. little finite details. But again, course, so. they have to make their money. <laughs> They have to make their money somehow, and if it's a free-to-play game, this is this is the tried and true method that they do. I I can't. That's why I can't. I I, I can't knock them for that. It's a free-to-play game. You 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 pay what you want, or you don't pay at all. You know. Yeah. The thing that gets bad is when it becomes like a pay-to-win kind of situation, or you're, or, or or you're just kind of spinning your wheels in the game. Now that's shit. Yeah. I, I just cannot. You know, I mean, if it's super grindy, then yeah, I'm gonna say like, okay, if I don't buy this booster, I'm gonna be sitting there for hours yeah. trying to progress my character or something. Uh, you know, we'll have to see how yeah. everything is. I'm not ready to, even though I've loved the series in the past, I'm not ready to, you know, um, invest sixty bucks into costumes and a premium edition yeah. for thirty days mm-hmm. until I'm able to, you know see what's up with it exactly oh i actually want to see if it actually launches it's just open beta right now so yeah what are your thoughts kev uh mine kind of mirror yours des um if it's free to play they gonna make they gotta make their money you know how they make their money you know and i know a lot of people have issues with how free to play games uh build you know build their pull their revenue in but at the same time, they're giving you a game that's they're not charging you anything to play. Yeah. So, you know, as long as it's not pay to win and as long as it's not uh, paid or, or pay to grind. Yeah, there you go. That, meaning that, you know, oh, why is it taking me 30 hours to go up two levels? You know, oh, or you can spend nine ninety nine and and we'll give you this this catalyst that will, you know, increase your, that will increase your rate of, of, um, building your character's level. As long as they don't do something, uh, ridiculous like that, pretty much they're going to do all this, this typical free to play stuff. You know, I'm just going to judge the game on whether or not I find it entertaining or not. It is free to play form. Yeah, exactly. And like you, if I dig it, then then uh, we'll look at skins and weapon skins and dressing like tails or whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll, to me, it's a, I kind of parlay it to like my prior experiences with games like Destiny Two and you know Division Two, where you know only when I'm really invested into the game and its story and gameplay, where I start looking at cosmetics. I have paid money, world world money to gather some stuff in, in destiny too, as far as uh, certain yeah. uh, skins and costumes and so on. So have I, so, you know, I think, yeah. I think a lot of people have, especially if you're really down for a, for, for a publisher or a game. Yeah. I mean, I don't, there's nothing wrong with spending money on a game that, that, that you like, you know, it's just, it's just, if you're not really getting anything for it, that's the, that's the problem. Yeah, you know? for sure. Right. And other news. Uh, I don't know if you heard the rumor. Uh, you, know, the, you know, the song goes, I heard a rumor. But uh, Sony is reportedly working on two new Silent Hill games. Uh, uh, one is a soft reboot of the game. And a uh, second one is a revival of Kojima's canceled Silent Hills, a.k.a. P.T., on there so uh, a trusted source that disclosed that sony will be the driving force behind bringing back the series back 
on there, according to this report, there are not only plans to soft reboot the Silent Hill series, but Sony could also resurrect Hideo Kojima's uh, canceled Silent Hills game on there. According to the source that this rumor is based on, Sony is working to patch up the relationship between Kojima Productions and Konami in order to resurrect the game due to the amount of buzz and continued demand for it five years after its cancellation. On there, the report also claims that key figures will be returning to work on the reboot, rumored to be just called Silent Hill. Um, the original Silent Hill director and writer uh, Kishiro Toyama and Akira, uh, composer Akira Yakamoto and uh, creature designer uh, Masaru Ito. I gotta work on my Japanese, so but <laughs> uh, keep in mind, I, I don't know if you guys are aware, but the original Silent Hill director and writer went and worked for Sony afterwards, after he left Konami. And he was um, developed the Siren series for Sony, if you remember that. That was another horror series that was on the PlayStation 2 and PlayStation 3 on there. So he's been working for Sony um, since then. I know he also was working on, I believe, uh, Gravity Rush 2 as well. Mm. So so th- this guy does have some prominent like uh, background with Sony, and so I think Sony is instead of uh, getting the original creator of Silent Hill to you know go to back to Konami to make this, they're trying to get this license and work with Konami to maybe relaunch this. And I think it's interesting because this is kind of a like a lost treasure IP in my opinion on there. And then of course PT as well. You know, with, you know, some people didn't want to sell their PS fours uh, with the PT demo, you know, because of the fact that you can't read download it mm-hmm. on there. So in fact, I have the PT demo on one of my PlayStation accounts. Of course uh, you do on there. So, <laughs> but uh, I just think it's interesting. I mean, it would give certain people out there, you know, uh, a thrill knowing that this game finally can come to its fruition because Konami did cancel Silent Hills on that. So, and it'll be another collaboration with Kojima and uh, Norman Reedus. So I mean, we're taking a look at that too. Uh, oh, as he's going to be something. in it too. Well, he was in the uh, um, Silent Hills when it was originally when they uh, announced the trailer. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. He was. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So. They seem to really be good friends. I guess. Yeah. So, um, what's your guys' opinions on this? I know, Desmond, you're not a big horror fan, so I don't know if this is going to be in your wheelhouse or not. Oh, no, not at all. So, y'all enjoy. <laughs> How about you, Kev? I mean, take and wait and see. I know horror is kind of, is it hit and miss with you? Or are you not a big jump scare type of person? I know you're probably more of an action-oriented It depends. Um, like, I really like the Resident Evil, most of the Resident Evil games. Um so and I thoroughly enjoyed the first Silent Hill. I don't think I played any of the sequels though. So, or if I did, it's been you know like the, the it's been so long ago that it is I just can't remember anything about them. But you know, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that how that turns out. I mean, Konami, you know, if they're not going to do anything with it. And Sony feels that they have a plan to to make it, you know, to do something with that with that license, and they can do that. Then uh, by all means, let's see what you guys what you guys can do because the first the first Silent Hill was 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 very good. I I thoroughly enjoyed that game on PS One on the on the original PlayStation. Yes. Yeah. 
I had dabbled with that. I played Silent Hill 2, which probably is a lot of people's opinion of the best in the series on there. So, you know, we'll have to see what happens. I know the Silent Hills was supposed to be directed by Kojima and Guillermo del Toro in unison on there uh, when it was originally announced. So hopefully you know, we'll see whether he'll be collaborating with uh, that director again or not. You probably. Know, so. so. It would it would be good to kind of resurrect it because there's probably some, uh, you know, they were working on it for quite a bit of time. So I mean, I don't know if they could just pick it, pick the ball up from where they left off and kind of roll with it. So on there. So it's kind of funny, but there was a tweet from uh, Kojima Productions where uh, they used the word um, uh, silent in the tweet, and so everyone's like, you know, getting their uh, aluminum foil on their you know heads <laughs> and <laughs> try to figure that out so all right and another news story that kind of caught my eye not because of the fact that it is associated with this particular game but uh, certain protagonist is coming back on there so uh for honor which is keeping their uh games as a service going on that's that like you know brawling game from ubisoft uh on there they are bringing back the prince of persia so they have an event uh, called the ruler of time on there and what this does is it transforms the harbor map and adds deadly sand creatures to the dominion matches on there the prince of persia will himself will come out of the sand and attack players oh my god <laughs> what, is, uh, what is this he's a zombie no 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 that's no. it's a map and for honor they're bringing prince of persia back basically and so. so he's a He's, so he'll, he'll he's an jump, NPC. So he'll jump yeah, out he'll and attack you and fight you. Yeah, he will come out of the stand and attack players. His peri- periodic forays into the battle will come without impunity. Everyone needs to be on their toes when he hits the battlefield. So I guess at some point when you're playing your versus match in For Honor, the Prince of Persia will come out and whip some ass on both sides of the fence on there. So okay, that's just so. silly. <laughs> I think it's great. I think it's great. No, you were right the first time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but hey, you know, do it. Have fun with it, you know, and maybe maybe this will spark a revival of Prince of Persia. Who knows? That's why I wanted to add it into the outline just to talk about it. So two weeks into the event, the Prince of Persia will quote unquote transform into the merciless dark prince on there so they're not giving specifics on what that means just yet but players will find out when chapter two kicks off on march 19th on there alongside the event for honor is getting 26 new weapons to loot in battle through april 2nd there's also a free new event pass on there so it lets you earn your way through 30 tiers of gear and loot on there that includes new outfits emblem outlines and much much more and then two new outfits as well so i have not touched for honor in years <laughs> i don't know if you guys are planning on touching for honor i know it was a playstation plus game a while back i believe so i, I know i will not be playing this <laughs> okay uh you know i don't know if this will help with some sort of like desmond said a uh, relaunch or um prince you know, of persia you, revival you know what, what you know what would would benefit a a a prince of persia uh relaunch a trailer showing the game of the prince of persia relaunch that's what would excite reignite excitement for that franchise i don't know why 
companies think that doing stuff like this, because all you're going to do is just make people mad. You know, someone's <laughs> getting the upper hand in this, uh, you know, pretty much all multiplayer game, two dudes squaring off, and, and here, come, here comes Prince of Persia rolling up, you know, uh, screwing something up for somebody. Yeah, it's like, what, did you want me to buy the reboot? Nah, F that. This guy ruined my match, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, I, just go ahead and 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 show us what your, what your idea is or a concept or just kind of throw a teaser out there and say, like, a gameplay-inspired teaser and, like, say... What do you guys think of uh, a return of Prince of Persia? Because I love uh, before before Assassin's Creed, I was a Prince of Persia fan big time. Uh, the first two, the first one, and Warrior Within that that was my jam. I didn't like the 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 um, the one where he becomes the Dark Prince as much as as Warrior Within the one before man. that, but but man, them first two. Psh- I was all about. I was yeah, all about really them good. too. Yeah, you talking really Prince good. of Persia Two Princes? Is that what's the one? No, the, yeah, the, the first two were the were the were the good ones, and then I even liked the remake when you're running around with that girl and you're and you're. I didn't like that because you didn't have to play it. It was a movie. You just uh, you, you couldn't die. It's like the girl kept bringing you back to. I mean, I thought it was very cinematic. It yeah, was very I, cinematic. I thought it was very stylish, but yeah, no one really seemed to like that one anyway. Yeah, yeah, that one didn't do. And much this Assassin's Creed is born, so yay. Oh, I think the last Prince of Persia was Forgotten Sands. I played that quite a bit, so I thought I liked that one. So, but you know, if you're a For Honor fan, let us know how it is. So please. All right. Last but not least, last news story. Update to a game that me and Desmond were interested in playing. We both bought it, and we haven't touched it that much. Uh, Journey to the Savage Planet is getting a new game mode. <laughs> it's called Old Game Minus on there. So mm. in the original game, uh, should you perish, you're automatically regenerated via a 3D printer, granting you unlimited lives. The premise of Old Game Minus is that you have only three lives and are a race against time. Should you use all your lives, the game will end. And all your old game minus saves are deleted on their old wow. game minus is available for free and will be automatically added to your game with an update that also includes new content and improvements to photo mode on there. So old game minus might only provide unlimited mana lives, but if you look carefully, you will find additional bonus lives scattered around the planet. Each area contains one Martin Tweed bobblehead, the CEO of Kindred Aerospace, that will provide additional lives when found. Um, their old game minus will also uh, contain one very special extra life that unlocks if you know the ultimate retro game secret. G- uh, gather what that might be <laughs> on that. So, And then if you're playing with a co-op buddy, three lives will also be shared amongst the two of you on there. So while the timer doesn't add to the difficulty of old game minus, it provides a competitive edge that allows you to see how fast you can run through the game with limited amount of lives. On our beat your game or challenge a friend to see you can compete, complete journey to the savage planet the quickest on there. So, so kind of interested to go back. I am, you know, we bought this, we enjoyed it at PAX. I I feel guilty for not playing it. Yet, I played it. I played it a lot. I know actually. you did. 
Gotcha. So we'll see if this additional mode kind of adds to the fun of it per se. So. All right, and that's uh, the news for this episode's gents. Cool. All right. Well, all right. Well, thank you for bringing uh, that gaming industry news to our listeners, my friend. Game night. Our game nights have been moved to Sundays. Uh, we're going to start we start doing those on Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern time, uh, 5 p.m. Pacific. Uh, taking place on PSN, but again, we're not where it's these are platform agnostic events. If if you, our listeners, want to play on other platforms, we have those platforms available. Just let us know what you want to play. Uh, the typical games that we're looking at running for our game nights are going to be Division Two, uh, Monster Hunter World, Zombie Army Four, Dauntless. Uh, and once uh, Fantasy Star comes uh, goes live, uh, either with the uh, online the uh, full beta or the the full release of the game uh, on on Xbox over there. But if you have games that you want to play uh, along with us, please let us know, and you can contact us with that information at gamingvessels at gmail if you've heard anything that you'd like to respond to, uh, want to get your point of view on gaming across to us and to our listeners, or if you would like to actually be on the show and have us interview you so you can get your perspectives on this wonderful hobby out to everyone in the podcast sphere, you'll want to send an email to gamingvessels at gmail.com. Uh, social media, I can be found on Twitter at shonuff71, that's S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 71. PlayStation Network, I am shonuff7, same spelling with the number 7. On Xbox Live, I am shonuff071, again, same spelling with 071. On Steam, I am shonuff71. And our Twitter handle is the same as, is titled the same as our podcast, which is Gaming Vessels. So, Des, where can the fine folks get a hold of you at? All right. You can always catch me at um, at uh, PSN. Uh, you can catch me on Nemo Tigger, N-E-M-O-T-G-G-R. Again, if you do ask to be my friend, which is fine. I love having friends. Just say where you heard us from. Just say in your, in your request, say Gaming Vessels or something. There's a lot of bots on PSN, so please, you know, just, just say where I know you. Um, I think that goes for all of us. And then, um, and then we'll most likely add you. Um, also, you can catch me on uh, Twitter at the Nemo Six N E M O. Uh, sorry, T H E N E M O S I X. Joe, where can the lovely people find you at? Twitter, I am Joe Fungal, J O E F O N G U L. On there, I'll be retweeting a bunch of uh, uh, free sweepstakes and that kind of thing because I always love to win stuff. So come and check that hot action on Twitter. Um, on PSN, Steam, and Nintendo Network, I am Kamunagara, K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A. And on the Xbox platform, same username uh, with 6995, not 96. <laughs> and I feel like I've been saying for a, a while on there if i'm on the xbox platform that is so all right all right well 
Ladies and gentlemen, you have come to the end of Season 6, Episode 8 of the Gaming Vessels Podcast. Again, we want to thank you uh, for listening to us and for uh, uh, enjoying the show. For Des, the Bay Area Terror, and for Trader Joe, a.k.a. the Food Max of Gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar, I am Shonuff71 signing out, and we will be back next week. Peace.